Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 257 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin in entertainment with our spoiler-free thoughts on Black Panther, and then we'll move over into some tech news with the big story around the FTX bankruptcy and hacker news, transition to a little bit of Russian spy work, and then space news. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right. And episode 257, we got a... A big topic to talk about in uh, in entertainment here is we're going to give our spoiler-free thoughts on uh, on Black Panther. So I know you went and saw it Thursday night. I got to see it Friday night. All right. All right. Made it out. So uh, we can give our spoiler-free thoughts. You know, maybe we'll see how heated this conversation gets. Sometimes we <laughs> we have to continue the conversation after the end. Uh, but now what were your initial thoughts? Meh. Like I, I, thought, I, I thought what they did good was good. But there were major parts in the movie that kind of dragged and lagged for me. And I understand it's supposed to be kind of like a somber movie because of Chadwick and, and whatnot. But when it lagged, it wasn't because of like a somber tone or something. It just wasn't carrying the story any further. It wasn't adding anything to the movie. I just felt like, I don't know, I, don't, I just wasn't feeling some of the things they were doing other things were great like you know angela bassett was phenomenal in that movie i thought individual performances were phenomenal yeah in the movie like angela bassett uh i can't remember the actress's name who plays uh even shuri like she went from really just kind of like a side character in in all the other movies where she was really just a sidekick to like she played a pretty good lead role like taking over this movie i do think at times but i did not i really didn't feel her as black panther like i just didn't like I'm not saying that I, I'm saying the acting, <laughs> but <laughs> like just, I, you know, like like I, I thought Namor was great, you know, and I know there's a lot of controversy about what they did with his origin. I'm cool with it, man. It still may not be the original Namor kind of like 80 year old lore comic lore, and I get it if you're if you're a comic truist, then you wanted that that whole backstory, but. I kind of I like the 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 new spin, the new take on it. You know, there I read a big article where they were trying to. They said that the director was trying to really make a make black and brown people have like a superpower in the world and everything. And with Wakanda, they did that. You know, I I see their point with Namor, but is it really brown people? Like it's it's blue people, right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's a it's a brown it's a it's brown a person, brown person. <laughs> with blue people with brown origins. You know, so, I guess so like, I don't know. I don't know if that really works out that well. Like I understand the culture, like they brought the culture in, so like that's that's cool. I mean, I thought everything with the Italians was great. You know, like there there was there was a lot of good in this movie. So I'm not I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I actually I don't know. I, I I disagree. I think that a lot of the the Namor stuff fell flat. To me, like I, I, I liked the the backstory to some degree, but I don't think I don't think they were I don't think they ever do a good job of making him a very compelling, like sympathetic villain, like they were going for. Like you know, they were very much trying to paint it in that that light. I, 
just never felt that it got there. I feel like they they really tried to like express the strength and power of his people, which never really never came to light in the movie. Like the 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 people both on like the individual level and how strong they were supposed to be really never outshadowed just the the basic Wakandans or anybody else. Yeah. And then also like the force that they were able to deploy was really never an impressive level force or anything that was like symboled that they should be able to threaten. Yeah, Wakanda, no, it, which, in the, which in has the movie, a ridiculous amount of technology like, and everything. He else. was trying to take it easy on him at first, and then when he was done taking it easy on him, he still kind of took it easy on him. I that's what I'm saying. So, like to me, I think that a lot of that that whole side of it just never it never came to fruition it never came to a point where it made sense or made it made it work it was just like these these constant undertones of like oh we're so strong and we're so huge but we're going to bring about 50 people that's all we're going to muster up and, and we're so strong that we'll we'll wipe the floor with you but at the same point any one of your people can go head to head with us and and stand their own it's like no <laughs> that, that's not how this is what it's not even how you're describing it let alone that's not how it's supposed to be anyway yeah no I, I I do think that there were some very lazy, there's some for sure lazy writing in this movie. Like they, the whole excuse of why Chadwick wasn't around again, just to say mysterious virus, like mysterious, he got a mysterious illness. Like you couldn't, you couldn't write something into the story better than just like Black Panther got sick and died. Like. Like we so we have twenty I, I we have actually, twenty something movies where motherfuckers are fighting all kinds of shit, surviving all kinds of beatings, and then we're just supposed to buy that superheroes get cancer or get like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like and it, they didn't even say cancer. They didn't say the words cancer either. They just said illness. They, they said yeah, yeah, like or something. And the the only thing that I, that I liked about it is that it it did just. It was telling like Chadwick's actual story, not not T'Challa's, right? Like it was it was the explanation on, on what happened to T'Challa, but it was telling Chadwick's a- actual story that he suffered through cancer for for the last two movies he was filming. He didn't tell anybody he was in the middle of cancer treatment. He suffered in silence. Didn't impact anybody around him. Didn't look for sympathy. Didn't look for help. Just did his job until the day he passed. And that's what they paint in the movie, right? That, but I don't buy it. So because like he, I drinking the purple because, yeah, flower you, you doesn't cure your cancer. <laughs> it doesn't cure your cancer. And and you wouldn't go ask an Avenger for a hookup to. to you know like, what I'm there's all kinds of mystical, magical, crazy things like Ant Man can't shrink yeah. down and dissolve a tumor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, hundred percent. Like, there were there are probably a hundred different ways that you could say that he could go through a hookup, whether it's through a well, magical means, through a exactly. Doctor Strange, it, through a like Wong, man, through a, like <laughs> some way to solve this. Well, and you could have used it to advance <laughs> the the comics or the, the movie storyline. So we know we have Secret Invasion coming up. We know that scrolls are going to play a huge part. Why couldn't he have just gotten some scroll virus that, you know what I mean, that, that no human technology could have, could have sought? Like, like, we have, we have access to a lot of different, like, continuity lines that we could have tapped into to tie this in better to the overall story now now i get we're gonna look like the dicks because a lot of people are just love this movie because you know all the feels and like i i didn't go to this movie just for feels i was i was accepting the feels we even said very specifically last week that we we hope that they hit the feels early and that we just didn't revisit it all movie long because like 
yeah, I, I get it. He, he he died. It's a sad thing. Pay homage to him. But you, you, at some point, you got to entertain your audience, right? At some <laughs> yeah. point, you got to entertain your audience. And I thought, like, I mean, they came they came out. You know, anybody who thinks that we're giving up a spoiler about what happened to T'Challa in the movie, like, if you haven't seen the movie, this is like the first thirty seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. They they don't waste any time to get to the fact that he's that he is not around. Yeah. Um. It, I do think yes, it does not. It's not make any sense continuity wise to the MCU that a superhero is just going to die silently of some cancer and not have a way to solve it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's just not a thing. Um, like I also, like they, they think just that wanted they were us to accept it. Line. You know, they just, they just thought, yeah. they just thought people are going to accept whatever we say. And I like, I'm kind I'm getting kind of tired of that, that like blind faith that these writers have is like, we'll just, we'll just put whatever in. It's a Marvel movie. They're going to have to eat it. Yeah, I do, I do think that anything else that they would have done to explain his death, if they did scrolls or they did any other storyline, or if they made it to where you know Namor was in some way involved in his death, would have absolutely changed the direction that they were trying to go with this movie. Because you couldn't have Namor and them be a part of T'Challa's death and then still have it be the conflict that was between the societies, right? It would have been just full-out war from the get go from the jump yeah. you would not have had a, a build into it at all you couldn't really bring in any other storyline because this movie was already over two hours long yeah. just with this but you could have trimmed it, the fat on this there's there's plenty of fat oh, 100%. To be trimmed. you could have you could have chopped 20 minutes out of this easy like easily, easily you know and without impacting the story at all this was a slow it was a slow movie compared to to the average marvel movie it, it's that was one of the things that struggled with me it was it was well acted. The story was uh, it was okay. Angela Bassett I, fucking I really killed it. Like they should have, but she was phenomenal. They should have yeah. just like they should have nominated made her to be awards. Black Panther. Oh, for sure. If she gets nominated for an Oscar, I got no argument with that whatsoever. She was like that was one of the most powerful women I've ever seen on a movie screen. Like she fucking killed it. And to where to where like I did yeah I didn't I didn't care if a new Black Panther came around like she's got this shit on lock. That woman's about to light the world on fire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have a problem with the lazy writing. So like I don't want to give it away, but there is a mid credit scene and I wanted to throw up in my mouth. I I rolled <laughs> I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. I didn't know if they were gonna come back. <laughs> Like yeah. I don't know how to criticize this without giving it away, but all you can't. but yeah. all I will say is like, are you fucking serious? Like you are you ser are you serious? I I have thought about that, and one reason why I I, I only kind of like it not because the way it was written in the movie, but because what it opens up for the future. But we can we can discuss that after <laughs> after the show. <laughs> that was the worst. That was the laziest fucking thing. Like, like, you know how we, our problems with Endgame where we need to, we need to have this scene and we'll write our way around to getting to this scene. And it's just the laziest shit, you know, that, that it's, it's what ruined Endgame for me was yep. we have these five things. We're going to write a movie around getting to these five things and we don't care how shitty we get there we, as long as we get there. This was again, one of those things we want to end the movie. With this, how did this come to fruition? Uh, <laughs> I I hated it. I understand why they they're doing it. I fucking hated it. 
in the end, if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> um, you can go see it and decide if you agree with any of our points here. Uh, if you have seen it, there's still a little bit of a moratorium over in the Nerd Cantina about oh, uh, next week is <laughs> on spoilers. Next week is on. Next, yeah, next week is on. Whatever. Keep the keep the spoilers out of your initial post, but get the comments. If if anybody digs into a comment about a Black Panther movie. Spoilers are are in there. I see an Instagram post or an article where people are letting it loose. I'm I'm drop. I don't care. I'm done. Then I'm done. Like <laughs> IGN posts some kind of article with with dude. Then I'm like, nope. I'm done. All right, here we go. I'm shitting on it. Yo, I I, I don't have much to shit on it. I, I have critical points on it. In the end, it was an entertaining movie. It, it was incre- like I said, performance wise, it was it was really well done. Action wise, and like. The CGI for the limited action, there wasn't a lot of like. Again, it was a fairly slow movie. The the limited action you got, it was actually it was, I guess, pretty well done. But I don't know. Villain, meh. Overall plot, okay. Um, but again, some of the acting and, was great. Some of the acting was great. Was, yeah. So overall, right. if you if you want to go see it, go see it. Like it's it's one of those things that if you're on the fence, probably side on the fence of going to see it in the theater i don't it probably won't hit disney plus for a couple months you know and and like we said there are some things in it worth worth that experience but if you're not a big movie theater guy then yeah whatever man just wait it out i don't blame you all right let's uh let's just move on to i guess celebrating another sad superhero uh real life death here and kevin conroy you know, like kind of voice of of Batman for the animated series is he he passed away this last week. Yeah, man, it's shitty. It's real shitty. Sixty six too. Like he could have he should have had another decade of Batman in him. You know, at least like it's it's a little young nowadays to to lose. You know, somebody with money and medical assistance. <laughs> yeah, and it's I I think you know especially people our age like this is the voice of Batman that forever. You know what I mean? Like if 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 you had to in your head think of Batman, it's in the top three of what's going to come to my well, it's head. Number I'm, one, I'm always it's gonna, number one. Well, if see, if you told me think of the Batman's voice, number one, I'm going with the shitty Christian Bale. That's for lols, <laughs> like, Batman for the laughs. Yeah. But that's that's where my head has to go. <laughs> and then and then I'm gonna battle. I'm gonna battle between Batman. Kevin Conroy <laughs> from my childhood. And Will Arnett ruining it with fucking Lego movies. And, 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 and so I for whatever gone, reason, that one goes in my head, too. I wouldn't have quickly. gone Batman. It's, it's Bale, Conroy, and probably Keaton. You know, I'm Batman. Yeah. Like, no, I... Because I, I, yeah. I go I, I Bale like, for the lols, Conroy, and then Will, then Lego, Lego Batman. But if you had to, to, like, make a choice of who's... Who's Batman forever? Like we will overdub. Oh yeah, we will and, overdub this voice over every movie rendition, over every animated rendition. Who's Batman? It's fucking Kevin Conroy. It's, oh yeah, it's Kevin Conroy for sure. Yeah, if if you could just pick one voice to 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 be the Batman voice forever, it's Kevin Conroy. You know, like if you actually care about the character, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like honestly, dude, just dude nailed it. Like there's there's no better way to portray you know because even when he was Bruce. There was like a little bit of like it was it was believable on both ends, right? Yeah. Like because because Batman's a, a dual personality type character, so you you can't have this like strong, deme- you know, like you can't have that that kind of like Batman voice and then go to Bruce and have the same voice. It's kind of got to walk that line where it's believable to be a snotty rich, 
you know, kind of yeah. dick and the superhero. And Kyra, I think, did that phenomenal. Like, I know Mark Hamill was fucking devastated. He he put up a big thing because um, they worked together on God knows how many fucking projects. You know, it's uh, yeah, that was that was that was that one took me off, you know, off my feet a little bit. I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, because they're not going to stop making Batman shit. So now what do we nope. get? You know what I mean? Like the people that are in charge of picking these things. They don't do a fucking good job. <laughs> sort of like this. I think we kind of like, they, they, they struck gold back in what, fucking the nineties, the early nineties. Yeah, I was the early nineties. You know, they struck gold with Conroy and they're, they wrote it out, man. And like, dude made a whole career off to just voicing Batman. You know, he did other things, but like, yeah, dude, dude was Batman. And I'm now kind of a little disappointed I didn't like seek dude out at a Comic Con or anything. You know he had to do a con or something. Like I could have got something signed. Yeah, I'm sure he was out of. Yeah. All right, let's move out of the the, the sad stuff there. We've got just a follow up. Last week we talked about uh, the Gears of War movie and then animated series and stuff like that coming to uh, to Netflix. And then I think it was later that day after us recording. I don't know. Did you see Dave Bautista's yes, video that he published? Yes, I did. <laughs> He was exactly who was in my head when I was thinking of like casting. Like hundred percent, hundred percent looks exactly 100%. like the role. And there's there's only like three action movie stars. Who that, gave him that, that? You can who hire. Who gave him that costume to put on? Like that's what I, I want to know. know. But like he, his PR team has had that in the can ready to go man, for for a long time. I fucking saw it, and I just like the minute it ended, I was like, let's fucking go! Like, yes! <laughs> like let's fucking go! Like man, it was perfect absolutely perfect the suit him in the suit like the fact that he wants to do it that bad let the man eat like, like <laughs> you could probably get him at a 10 percent discount 15 percent discount just because he wants it so bad you know he ain't getting any younger like let's fucking go man give that man the fucking part like you just like why even like, if they're actively, like, shopping other people right now, like, why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your time? Like, do we need to Sonic this this movie role also? <laughs> like, when the internet speaks this loudly, just fucking listen. Just listen. We're the ones that pay for it. Like, we, we're free, a free focus group. Like, that, that, that video has gotten shared so much and so many yeah. goddamn likes on it and everybody. You know, it's certain things just have to be, you know... Robert Downey was made to be Tony Stark. The Rock was made to be Black Adam. And fuck Dave Batista is meant to be in this fucking movie. I'm sorry. Like he he has to be. Yeah. I especially like it's awesome that the PR team did it, that he didn't just like tweet that I want to do it. No, like they did full on video of it. And yeah, the the moment you see him in that suit, it's it's kinda like you did this on your own? <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Netflix who didn't do made this. That suit? Like who made that suit? <laughs> He's he's been cosplaying for a while. Nobody knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You just go to fucking San Diego Comic Con. Like he's got a chainsaw <laughs> shotgun and shit. You're just like Batista? And he's like, Yeah, man. <laughs> you never saw him there because he's just in the corner standing still. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> All right. You got any more entertainment before we dive into a couple heavy uh tech topics here nope yellowstone started so. this week it. yellowstone started this week so i'm full i'm full uh rancher right now <laughs> <laughs> all right well then uh let's let's jump into some tech 
And the first one is follow up. We we talked about it last week. Uh, it, was, it was early days of this whole FTX nonsense going on in the crypto world. Um, when we talked about it last week, it was really just as crypto was dumping. Uh, you know, FTX was was looking insolvent by Friday of last week. They had filed for bankruptcy. And then the details start rolling out about this saga of FTX. Yeah. And I don't know how much you've dug into these things. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> but but man, it is it is wild. Wild in the sense of like it's it's just a it's crazy interesting story. I'll get to some of the highlights. And then it's also it's just wild too that we gave this person billions of dollars. <laughs> like like, <laughs> like Well in in if by we it's it's a lot of like foreign money and stuff and like that's, that. And that's where it gets really kind of crazy too, because I've gone down a couple of the conspiracy theory holes, you know, that tie a lot of this Ukraine shit to FTX and and where FTX gave their money to, like sounds like a big fucking huge foreign money laundering scheme like <laughs> i like this is like insane my my what i don't like about it though is how bad it makes crypto look when it's really not a crypto problem it's a kind of like banking problem like it's both i, I, I mean it's both it is it's absolutely it's absolutely a Centralized finance, traditional finance, like the the same mechanisms that caused FTX to fail are the same mechanisms that caused Lehman Brothers to fail uh, in in the days of of the housing bust, right? Like there's, it is just greed from a financial system, essentially taking people's money and then instead of securing it, just reinvesting it and doing whatever they want with that money, thinking that oh, the money's always going to roll in. It's the always, money's always going to roll, roll in. We're always going to make more, and and we're never going to be threatened. People aren't going to come ask for our money, ask for their money back yet. Like people are just going to leave it with us because we're doing such a good job for them. Uh, and like it's that level of of greed and unsecured uh, accounts that that aren't backed by by any type of holdings or reserves that this happens now you know I'll, I'll dig into some of you know the backstory uh for those who, who haven't looked into it um but really like this was a f- this was a, a feud of some sort between the ceo of ftx uh and then the ceo cz of binance and them being just direct competitors and binance buying a ton of of ftx having a ton of money invested in ftx as a competitor ftx Making some 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 changes, releasing a token, the FTT token, and then essentially buying out CZ's position, Binance's position with FTT, to where Binance was holding two billion dollars worth of FTT. So their direct competitor had a significant holding position, and Binance essentially created this entire race to the bank to withdraw money. When Binance said, "Hey, I got two billion dollars worth of this token, and I don't like what I'm seeing over there and what they have in the reserves, and I'm going to pull my money out." So, to my understanding, and it this massive yeah. To my understanding, this is how like an old school hostile takeover 100%. used to go, and like they've the SEC has like since put in like stop like like. If if a company buys more than a certain percentage of another company, there's flags that go up and then there's processes so that this kind of thing doesn't happen more often, right? Like, am I correct in that that thought process? There's there's thoughts again. Crypto is completely unregulated. Well, I'm saying in the in the stock market in the stock market world in the stock market, yes. So this um, is because crypto is the wild west. We have none of those stop measures. So. 
a, a very hostile like takeover situation like this is completely plausible in in the crypto world and that's that's where people have a right to be like yeah crypto's fucked up because because it is it you know in in this aspect that's where you could blame the decentralization aspect of it but as far as like speculation and stuff goes like no this is this was greed this was straight up greed and manipulation this happens in the centralized banking world it's it's you know, this is right, and this is a centralized financial company. This isn't DeFi. When people talk about DeFi and they talk about like the principles, the core principles of of decentralized finance, of you know, cryptocurrency and the power of cryptocurrency being you know taking the hands out of financial institutions. Like all, all we did for the vast majority of what people know about the crypto industry is it's just a. All we did was replicate financial institutions. They're just ran by twenty-something-year-old idiot CEOs that that don't that don't know anything. And this is why I say this is a crypto problem because we hand over these the, the money to these people with no credentials, with no no plan, that openly go out on interviews and sound like idiots. But you know blow- that risk. If you don't know that risk going into crypto, you are not doing yourself any services. So some some do. I mean, some do, but a lot don't. And this is part of the problem with with FTX and why it's so tough for the crypto industry. And again, I'm I'm still like I'm a big believer still in crypto in the future in in individual tokens and stuff like that. But the overall crypto market, like a lot of these, are just going to fail and die over the years. Which kind of needs to happen. Also, not not every asshole should be able to open a bank. And not every asshole should be able to fucking start their own token. Like. Right, yeah, and not every token has a merit, has a has a purpose to exist. And the problem with FTX is like FTX was a legitimate player. Yeah, they had like, they had naming they rights to ads. yeah, they had naming they rights owned, to stadiums owned, and shit. Like yeah, whose stadium did they have? Was it oh, man? I can't remember. Was it like the Seventy Sixers or somebody? Else? I can't. I can't something remember something like but that. Yeah, they, but they just they owned an NBA team stadium that they literally like within a day of them filing bankruptcy scraped their names off the wall yeah, and everything yeah. else. Like they had Super Bowl ads. They had you know they they are. But that's also part of the problem. Like the the fact that they. We're blowing money on those things and not securing assets is part of the reason why right. this all happened. But but I'm saying you're saying that like the crypto bros and stuff like that, we know the risk when we invest money in it. What I'm saying is no, because they targeted a lot of people that this was their introduction yeah. to crypto. This yeah. was the safe exchange. This yep. was the safe exchange that the names everywhere. And that's why like uh, this is this is a bigger the thought sell, process behind this company's not going thing. anywhere. They are their names on a building like right. Hey, like, we just watched a commercial with yeah. Matt Damon on Crypto.com, <laughs> and right behind it was FTX. Yeah. Like both of them are both legitimate, and, it, and yeah. both of them are kind of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it's but that's and again, like you see the commercials, you see it named. What you don't know is that's ran by some twenty six year old idiot who who's living in the Bahamas with ten roommates and some orgy house, and like the, like those are the things that just get wilder and wilder as you like hear the stories and see how this stuff develops. And man, the movie about this is gonna be phenomenal. Fucking great, <laughs> it's fucking great. Because honestly, God, honestly, God, like I would like to think that I could do better, but then I think about when I was twenty four. <laughs> Like if you gave me tens of billions of dollars, 
that I was responsible yeah, and, for. Like, And you're blindly buying into the crypto hype and you're saying like, hey, everything's up from here. So we can take people's money and we can reinvest it. We can do what we want with it and it's not going to go anywhere. And when they ask for the money, you want to know what? It's going to be worth more because we... Because we crushed it. What, what the big problem was, what I, what I think the big problem was, was the hubris of this dude. Like, the minute you hit Billy numbers, like, you you hire, like, a middle-aged Jewish man to run your shit. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's all there is to it. Like, if I've learned anything about money, is when you when you hit a certain number, you subcontract that shit, bro. Like you, you, you have a guy that, that yeah. is watching that shit for you. Go live in the orgy house. I get it. I get it. Like do, do all of that, but have a dude in the background watching everything to be like, Hey, bro, you can't, you got You got to pull it back or else this is going to start a chain reaction of bullshit. You know, like I don't understand. I don't think there's a way for you to stop a Binance from buying up all those tokens. So the minute that happens anyways, you're kind of you're kind of fucked. I mean, you're not you're not fucked as long as you maintain adequate reserves. Oh yeah, as long as you got money as long as you got 2 billion in the bank, as long as you got 2 billion in the bank, yeah. But that's the thing, if people if people have put 2 billion into you, like again, these these platforms and the centralized finance aspect of it, they're only supposed to to be able to to kind of reloan out or Get some level of return off that money to a certain reasonable. Yeah, basically, amount. they're supposed to profit you, only on like fees. Fees. That's you, like you that's gotta, how you, you make gotta money. You got to keep enough reserves to to cover the floated money. Yeah. And so the fact that like it wouldn't have been a threat at all if Binance wanted to pull out of their FTT and stuff like that. But the problem is like FTT made no sense anyway. It was a token that was created by FTX that had no real purpose other than to like give you funny money within the FTX exchange, but it had no real value outside of the exchange. It was just a, a, a quicker way to trade within their own exchange. So it was just funny money that they gave oh, yeah. Binance in, in place of their Ethereum and stuff. It was, just, it was just a bad system that could only work if they maintained perfect reserves and, and were able to allow everybody to withdraw and come and go and have the money Which on in hand. theory, when you're, when you're charging fees per transaction... You should be if you can't operate your your exchange your business off of just the fees alone, then you are eventually going to die no matter what. Like, cause cause there there's always going to be a crash at some point, right? Like, there's always going to be a major dip at some point where you have a big ass sell off. Like like how like to not prepare for that day is. It's very arrogant. It's very, you know, short-sighted. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, like, I'm not a financial guru or anything like that, but when I saw hundreds of millions of people staying at home and the government handing out free fucking money, I knew this wasn't going to end well. Like, we, like, <laughs> like and I'm not a smart man. You, Inflation's you coming. You know, like, we all knew, like, like, let's live it up now, but in a year or two, we're all going to pay for this. Yeah. It, I don't know. Again, to me, the FTX, the individual aspect of FTX collapsing, there's there's speculation on it being a 
contagion event that you know we're going to see multiple exchanges all collapse and fall under the kind of the same pressure that as ftx collapse you know it's it's caused significant price drops and other tokens and it's going to cause other i don't i don't think that this is going to be this massive contagion event there probably will be one or two other things that are going to fall um no if you were looking to get ethereum or bitcoin at a cheap price you were loving this like, like. I, 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 I think, yeah, I think the, the, the heavy hitters are still going to stabilize, uh, and the, the big exchanges that have adequate reserves are going to ride this out. Um, but I, I think the damage to the crypto industry from this one is bigger than the, than the other one. It's bigger than the Celsius fail that happened months ago. It's bigger. Like, this is, this is an absolutely huge, you know, this is Lehman Brothers fa- falling in the banking crisis, right? That, that shook everybody's foundation yeah. on, on banking. This is one of the name brands that people know just f- like epically failing in, in a heartbeat. And it went from, it went from, Hey, top dog fighting well, and, for, for, for massive recognition to two weeks later bankrupt. And the celebrity names and dollar amounts that are rumored to have bought into FTX are pretty fucking staggering too. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's rumors that Tom Brady just lost a shit ton of money, <laughs> and and the amount of and the people that that FTX backed, like they were huge political donors to to the Democratic Party and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff. Well, that's when you that's really the whole FTX. yeah, that's the whole like conspiracy theory going. Like, there was this big circle of FTX. To foreign countries, back to FT, you know, like government giving a foreign country money, a foreign country buying a shit ton of FTX and FTX donating to mad political people. Like, I get it. Little tinfoil hat-ish. But in this day and age, like, do we, am I really supposed to not investigate that a little bit? Like, am I really supposed to just say now business as usual here? You know, given the fact that we know how crypto is easily used to to transfer funds and and launder money and and stuff like this like i don't know man like that one I, yeah i mean i'm not going to investigate it i might skim somebody's twitter thread on it but uh that's <laughs> about as default as i'll go well i'm hoping i'm hoping somebody investigates it give me where's matt taibbi at when you need him <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I'm just looking forward to the to the Netflix series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- th- I mean, they did how many GameStop video, you know, movies straight to Netflix and Hulu and everything. They they did a bunch of documentary and movies on that. This one, this one's gonna be like the Fire Island movie of crypto. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be fucking disgusting, you know. But like we said again, this this is what happens when you have dishonest players in finance. Period. In any aspect of finance, this is horrible money management. This is, you know, an obscene level of greed. This, this doesn't attack the, how should I put it? Like banking structure or the, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not, and it's not an attack on the concept of banking or centralization or decentralization. It is a glaring, you know, red flag of know who you're giving your money to. You know, like, I don't know how much of his expenditures were public, but, you know, we, we, there's been recently exchanges now posting their, their holdings just to show like, no, we still got all your money. Like, we're not like them. We still got all your money. Yeah. You know, so I think now, you know, maybe this is in the long term, this is a good thing. Now with this, 
if Coinbase's and Crypto.com want to be still major players, they're going to have to do, you know, that same kind of thing. They have to be more public with their, their financials to, to ensure investors that they're, they're doing the right thing by them. You know, cause we, we, you can't guarantee like a, you know, there is no SEC of, of crypto to, to, to investigate these things. So maybe this just makes them kind of police themselves a little bit in the sake of, you know, stabilizing the market, which is in their interest anyways. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind of legislation we can get that's going to really prevent this anytime in the near future, but it does go the fact that like this, this, you can have decentralization and still have regulation on top of it, right? Like you can have decentralization, trustless contracts and systems that that allow for cryptocurrency exchange outside of these centralized platforms. You can achieve that and also achieve regulation of the industry as a whole. So maybe we get it one day. Um, but like I said, this this one this one's a tough one for for crypto enthusiastic people. Uh, just because just because of the name recognition, just because of how how wild the story is, and it it just. For anybody who wants to just say crypto is a scam, crypto is a pyramid scheme, it's a scam ran by idiot crypto bros that don't know what the hell they're doing. So's the Fed. Yep. So yep. so's the Fed. Okay. Like, <laughs> but it, but it doesn't matter. But like, look at this story. Look at every element of the story, and you can say, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you're you're kind of right. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, but all right. But the, like, honest to God, like centralized governments aren't that much better. <laughs> like, like, they're not that much better it's still the same concept when you when you could no yeah and, and regulation government regulation is the only thing that stops any even you know even with government regulation we we're it was 15 years ago we still had we still had enron we still had the the housing yeah. bubble we still had you know what i mean and that's with the regulation that's with government backed banks that's with all this you still have these these same like like crazy exact same things happening this is this is a greed issue of a, a, a mismanagement and a greed issue solely at its core and it's going to happen as long as we keep running economies like with, with all this with just huge huge sums of money like it's just disgusting yeah. how much money all right i think we beat this this dead horse here Let's uh let's transition to some other topics uh, as we we close out the show. We've got one interesting story about apparently Russian so- Russian software that that was the headline says Russian software disguised as American finds its way into U.S. Army CDC government level organization applications and, and computers. Um, and then I, you dig into the article and there is some alarming concepts in the sense of you know we're, we're very concerned about our government agencies military uh being using authoritarian adversarial countries uh using companies that do this this didn't seem like malicious the way it sounds in the headline the way some of the article paints it is that it was malicious but but like when you go to like the filing of this company that ran the software app uh i mean they, they listed russia <laughs> like as their place they also had listed a u.s address uh but like all of their bank filings, everything else was in Russia. Like if this was like real espionage, they did a terrible job of of, of covering their tracks. You know, um, but it, but it, it does show that the the one thing that's kind of alarming is they 
they did do a pretty job covering their tracks. Like this was pretty apparent that it was a it was a Russian company if you did any level of research. So how did it end up on so many U.S. systems and governmental systems? That's what's kind of alarming. It's not that Russians hacked into the system. It's actually that, like accidentally a, a company that is tied into an authoritarian country that can be compelled by their government to provide data was was a data servicing company or data servicing app on government computers and government applications for for military and CDC and other high level uh, agencies. That's that's what's more staggering to me. It's not that this was spyware, but that this was accidentally effective. Like, is there is there not like anybody in government that that like checks the chain of like possession for these things or like you know like it seems no. like yeah like, um, <laughs> like how. I mean, there is actually there. There's there are processes that that are supposed to approve applications to be loaded onto any government device. There there is a a vetting process. There is an approved application list. There, like admin rights are centralized to to only people who uh who have permission. So that's what I'm saying. That's why this is this is kind of amazing that this app that really didn't serve a critical purpose that wasn't hidden it wasn't intentionally trying to get into the networks how does it how do you just accidentally approve this yeah i don't know and and like <laughs> cdc just straight taking l's in the american public's eye <laughs> like <laughs> like when you when i used to think of cdc as a kid you would think that it's like america's best and brightest you know looking out for the country scientifically and everything and now now i, I anything that comes out of the cdc i <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like a like a, a water on a goose, man. It just rolls right off. I don't give a fuck what they, these people are telling me anymore. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and it's sad to me. It's actually a sad, sad fucking day, you know. And and it doesn't surprise me that this kind of shit happens in that organization. The U.S. Army now, eh, that's a <laughs> like that. I, like I still want to have some faith in. <laughs> like. Get, Please, please don't continuously do this yeah, kind of please, shit. Please do better. Yeah, please do better. Yeah, you know the Chinese are looking at this article and they're thinking, like, man, we set up seven different shell companies. We actually opened up businesses in the United States to sneak it's to, to sneak software into computers. And like, all we had to do is just put like one weird address in the D.C. area, <laughs> right, on a on a on a tax filing somewhere, even though it clearly says that our income's going back to Russia. All right. <laughs> why are we trying so hard yeah i don't i don't and, and it's like where maybe it's because we're so focused on china we're leaving ourselves open to to oversight you know on on other threats like i don't i don't know man like all i know is like <laughs> we have to really do better like i it is like our government just scrapes the bottom of the barrel of our society <laughs> to just like run everything like this is okay like or or it's the fact that you know i don't know maybe as americans we're all so focused on our self-interest that we realize a government job is not going to get me what i want to achieve in life so the best and brightest are all steady private sector people and Right, they're going to FTX. They're you know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in in the people we actually need in government to to run shit and to to implement these things, they're they're at Microsoft. They're at fucking you know what I mean. They're at Google. They're at, they're they're at some 
crazy fucking startup right now that's that of some company we won't even hear about for another five years like i don't know what needs to happen but like we do too many fucking articles that are just like hey you want to see how stupid americans are check this out (laughs) (laughs) it's getting tiresome yeah all right Let's talk about some space. Yeah, we news. got some space this close, week. Close this thing out. Yeah, we've got a uh, first story is Artemis One, the Artemis One mission. It took flight. This is after did, some. Did you some get bad to watch it? Because it was it was on it was late last night for me, so you I couldn't just, I couldn't stay up. I don't know what the yeah, fuck I time. One thirty in the morning or whatever else for for you guys there. Uh, no, I was at work and and couldn't couldn't stream it. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Finally took off the largest rocket, most thrust for for any uh, any takeoff for for the history of NASA or any rocket. Um, this is after it failed because of like a, what was that hydrogen leaks in in the previous uh, times where they tried to do the the Artemis launch. This one finally goes, and this this is at least a step towards getting people back to the moon. Uh, this one's gonna gonna launch. It's not manned uh this artemis one is unmanned but it's got some it's got some mannequins in it with some sensors on it it's going to go do a lap around the moon and it's going to come back somewhere in mid-december uh we'll get some data and then hopefully redo this flight again with human beings to go orbit the moon because for whatever reason we (laughs) don't understand why we need to go and just orbit the moon and not land on that thing when we've already demonstrated we can do this but (laughs) so maybe we didn't so for me the struggle (laughs) with this article is do you watch it's always sunny in philadelphia have you ever watched it's always sunny i have watched yes i've watched several seasons do you know of the character there's a lot do you know of the character named artemis in it's always sunny no so it's it's a, on and it's Danny DeVito's on and off like girlfriend. And, oh, really? And, okay. And no, if I... you know Danny DeVito's character in there, you know that the girl who dates willingly Danny DeVito has got to be another character. So every time I hear you say Artemis or I see Artemis inside my head, I just picture that actress, you know, begging <laughs> Danny DeVito to have sex in a garbage can with raw cheese. And it's, it's like <laughs> ruins ruins these articles for me. Because <laughs> like, anybody that watches that show knows exactly what I'm talking about. You can't... Like, it's it scorched in my mind. Like, I wish they would have just named this something else. But every time you say Artemis, it's like a meme flashes in my goddamn head. And, like, I just... I can't focus on anything else. Well... That's they, that's not they, my. They really that's, need that's to scan. Image, they really need to scan pop culture before they make these big these big you know decisions. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how dick rockets and stuff like this squeaks into our our <laughs> our lexicon. Oh, I'm convinced that that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last uh, space story, and that's uh, apparently uh, Great Britain's gonna gonna attempt to to launch the first garbage truck for space they've got some some crazy i think it's two companies competing to to accomplish this but uh they're trying to to launch up some trash collecting uh satellite type things that are gonna go up hopefully in 2026 uh and as they describe it bear hug uh but to have some some robotic type arms that can grab uh space debris from dysfunctional satellites or crashed satellites, broken satellites, uh, and just kind of grab them 
and then toss them back at Earth so that they'll burn up in the atmosphere uh, and just kind of gently nudge them out of just kind of uh, the, the passing orbit and push them down into the gravitational pull. Yeah, nothing can possibly burn happen up. bad with this. Like, there's could be yeah, nothing yeah, could go wrong with this. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. One, scientists where, are, are taking care of Where it. is the profit motive in this? Like, how do you make money picking up space junk? Because it has to fund itself, right? Like... You you got to get to outer space, which we know is not a cheap number. And then you have to do things in outer space, which, again, can't be a cheap number. (laughs) So, so who is, who's fronting this bill? Who is, you know, like, I don't know these things that, that is, you know, an interesting question. And like, I started to think about it after reading this article and I was like, you know, bear hugs, robot arms, everything like that. Why don't we just shoot up a giant electromagnet with thrusters? I don't think that that would do it. <laughs> Most of the shit up there's metal, right? A, a large percentage, at least a large percentage of the shit up there is metal. Why do- is it magnetic metal? I don't. I don't know whether they actually use. I don't know. Yeah, where you at, <laughs> Neil? You. Where you at, Neil? <laughs> where you at, science people? <laughs> yeah, where you at, science people? Why don't we just have big floating magnets in fucking our space binding? Why up? don't we just like, have like you know what I'm saying? Why don't we just have big old fishing nets up there? Just, <laughs> well, because because I get stuff. that some of the stuff is is micro size. And you know what I mean? Like 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 I, I I've seen that movie. Was it Orbit? Like like little little tiny screws. Like I get it, but strong enough magnet, you know. And we just keep it out of the way of, of other satellites so we don't suck in other satellites. You turn it on and off. I don't, for me, just seems like a simpler idea. It's just going to cast a wide net on anything flying by. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand how robot arms, like it sounds, just sounds like a lot of work. To- I just think we just need need the big old space balls vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all we need. Yeah, she went from suck to blow. <laughs> I love that. Right. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it in, in years. I'm actually surprised I had that reference somewhere in my head to to pull. No, I had I can't remember what story we were just doing, but I had a spaceballs joke in my head I kept to myself, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I can't remember what story we were just talking about where I was just like, I have spaceballs reference. I actually have many spaceball references that come to my head throughout my life. That movie has greatly affected me. <laughs> all right well with that let's close it out it's uh that's weekend nerd news we'll be back doing this again next week and until then go ahead join over in the nerd cantina let's hear your thoughts on uh on black panther 2 if you've got any join us over there in some comments yeah, the moratorium is coming up debate. real soon like if you ain't saw it by friday then i'm sorry like if you don't go see a movie like this in the first week why am i waiting for you why am i waiting for you ah two weeks two my weeks. ass Two weekends. You get two weekends. That's what we've always said. You're changing the policy now. Like, if you go to our Nerd Cantina rules, it says two weekends. Well, that's because people are dicks. But, like, honest to God, a movie like this, though, like, so for average movies, yeah, two weeks. But a movie like Black Panther, if you don't go within the first 10 days, you know, or, you know, fri- that first opening Thursday or Friday to the to the following Sunday, are you really going to go? Like who 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 waits three weeks to see Black Panther? And if you're that person, then just get off the fucking internet, bro. I'm not I'm some not changing us, my life for you. Some of us work in environments where we don't don't get get to get away all the time. Man, I structure my movie going around being able to get away. You think I want to go see Black Panther at ten thirty at night on a fucking Thursday? 
Like, no, <laughs> motherfuckers. But I got to wait till the kids go to bed. I got to have TV time with the girlfriend. Everybody's got to get their piece of fucking me before I can fucking live my own goddamn life. So I go see fucking movies at like 10 o'clock at night on Thursdays and Fridays after everyone goes to bed and nobody knows I'm gone. So, like, you want to see a movie that bad? Figure it the fuck out. Go see the fucking movie. <laughs> Don't give a shit about your shit. Like, I figured it out. We're going to wait in the Nerd Cantina for two weeks uh, <laughs> to, to, to give spoilers. And we'll see you over there for the conversations. And then we'll see you again next week for the, for uh, for a little nerd news recap. But until then, talk to you later. See you, folks.